You are listening to And Press Play, written and recorded by James West. Hello all, and welcome back to And Press Play. This week I'm starting a new mini-series called Songs I Wish I'd Written. These are songs that, well, in the title, I wish I'd written them, usually because they're exceptionally good, musically excellent, lyrically wonderful, or for some specific reason. The first song I'm going to review as part of this series is Reason to Believe by Bruce Springsteen, taken from his 1982 album Nebraska. This is the final song off the album, and its placing is particularly important. Nebraska, the album, is a really dark, depressing body of work. It's full of stories about criminals, poverty and corrupt cops. It's wonderfully detailed in its storytelling, and the miserable atmosphere is created through Springsteen's sparse use of instruments, including synthesizers, as well as his use of guitar and harmonica. Now, Reason to Believe is the only vaguely optimistic song on the entire album. Its purpose is to provide some measure of hope to the listener that life isn't quite as bad as he has claimed in the preceding nine songs. However, Springsteen being Springsteen, he writes an optimistic song which is incredibly ironic, and one would actually argue that the characters portrayed over the course of the four minutes would have been better off with the kind of negativity that has been seen in the rest of the album, rather than this sort of misplaced optimism that they get, uh, or Springsteen writes about. Springsteen's exploration of optimism is framed through four different images over the course of this song. The first image presented is of a man looking at a dead dog by the side of a highway in a ditch, who keeps poking the dog with a stick. Like, if he stood there long enough, that dog would get up and run. This guy is expecting the dog to start moving despite the fact it's been dead for ages, which Springsteen remarks, struck me kind of funny. Still, at the end of every hard day, people find some reason to believe. Now, that final line and the still at the end of every hard day, people find some reason to believe is really the crux of the song. And it's the most important message. The idea that despite life being bleak at times, people still keep going. The next verse is about a couple called Mary Lou and Johnny. And it says, Mary Lou loved Johnny with a love mean and true. This then goes on to talk about how Johnny left Mary Lou and how she waits down at the end of that dirt road for young Johnny to come back. This second image of a woman who waits for a man to come back when he never will gives a more human element to this song and certainly a more human element than potentially a man and his dog and in some ways echoes themes seen earlier in the album about kind of the ties that bind people together or in this case more don't. The third verse kind of juxtaposes two different themes, life and death. Firstly, you have the baptism of Kyle Williams, wash the baby in the river, take away little Kyle's sin. The idea that baptism is kind of bringing a child into the whole Catholic faith. So he's brought up a Christian. The next line is about an old man passes away and how they bury him and say, Lord, won't you tell us, tell us what it means. Following this, we get the same refrain of people find some reason to believe. Themes of life and death have been explored elsewhere in this album, on Nebraska or Highway Patrolman or Atlantic City. But this song in particular does a very good job of comparing them, but also gives a clearer picture of how people can move on. 
in Raising Kids, you've got the start of the new life of Kyle Williams, which is why people believe, because they've got something new in this world. And equally, you've got the sadness of an old man passing away and kind of how they move on from. There is also this central theme of religion, which gives them this reason to continue this kind of that everybody is connected by the church as kind of the overriding theme in this verse, apart from the life and death, is the fact that it's all connected to this church. The final verse continues these religious themes as it talks of a wedding. Groom stands waiting for his bride. Where the groom is stood up and the bride-to-be never actually does show up. Next line goes, Congregation gone and the sun sets. Behind a weeping willow tree, groom stands alone and watches the river rush on. This shows that despite the immense setbacks on what is supposed to be his happiest day, the groom still believes that his bride will come back, hence why he's you know waiting till the sun comes down. He's waited all day. Ironically, this is the opposite of verse 2, and to me this shows that optimism is something that is universal to humanity as a whole. I mean, you know, in verse 2 you've got the woman who's waiting for the man to come back, and this time you've got the man who's waiting for the woman to come back. Musically, this song starts off with some harmonica, and then is mostly dominated with guitar playing, with brief intersperses of harmonica again, particularly in the breaks between the verses. There's a small amount of synthesizer work which helps keep the mood dark and sombre. Now, Springsteen sings with a bit more gusto in this song than compared to some of the other tunes like My Father's House or um, something a bit more like Nebraska. But again, the energy here is kind of a sadness more than, a, more than an optimism, despite the fact that you know, he's going on about people's reasons to believe. He's certainly got this kind of almost negative tone for it. Now we come to the more interesting section, why I'd wish I'd written this song. The main reason is it's brilliantly simple. It's dark, it's foreboding, it's brooding, and all the happiness is hidden under a veil. But the main point for me is the simple message of hope it conveys, which is allowed to shine through only at specific points. And this is why I wish I'd written it, because it only gives you flashes of optimism and flashes of hope as if they kind of almost peek through the veil. The imagery used throughout this song is primarily comprised of love, life and death and versions of all of these topics is something we can all relate to. The sparseness of the music allows for the moments of hope to really shine through lyrically while Springsteen's method of singing has a unique way of sounding despondent about the fact that people find reason to believe as if they shouldn't, you know. A lot of Springsteen's work sounds promising in theory, but the way it is delivered suggests it should be viewed negatively. It's kind of similar to um, on a previous track on Nebraska, Atlantic City, where the whole optimism of the couple moving away is juxtaposed against the fact that he might work for the mob. But here it's a lot more like these people shouldn't still be believing in what they're believing in, but yet they are. To conclude, I'm going to give this song a perfect rating of 5 out of 5 due to its unique sparse nature and his unrelenting vision of showing that even when people are struggling that they can still find a reason to go on and move forward in the direst of circumstances and even if the reasons themselves are highly improbable. Springsteen presents a view of humanity at its least elegant moment, but despite that it shows our optimistic nature at its best. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time.